Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Against all odds, Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? Well, listen, you three give out picks every single day, and they're free. They're free. People try to pay you like, no, 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 please. This is it. This is, I think, your charity work. I think you have to work it up. You have community service. I don't know how it is, but it's been how many free picks in a row have you given, Bri, on ExtraPoints.com? Uh, it's 800 and uh, I have it at like 833. 833. Right. And Harry claims to have won 830 of those 833, <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. I think we, <laughs> we should go back and look. But anyway, ExtraPoints.com, free picks from these three to the degenerate trifecta and if you go to the arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade, you could join our pick'em contest. You could join yep. our prop quiz contest. A gold cap, a hundred dollar bill up for grabs right then and there. Brother Bryce still looking for a gold cap. He I, I think the way to do it was to catch it early. Now it seems hard, brother mm-hmm. Bry, right? To no, compete with it. the masses. I'm not, not getting, getting it. it? <laughs> um not the prop one. I mean, unless I have like a I don't know. I've been good on these weekly picks, so unless I just have a great weekly pick, I'm not going to win the prop. No. Mm, all right. Well, I mean, not with that attitude, you're not. Yeah, Let me I'm tell not. you something. Thursday night, tonight, Atlanta, Carolina. That line has dipped lower than three. It's two and a half now. Falcons on the road, given points. 42 and a half is the over under. Mariota versus P.J. Walker. Algier versus Chuba Hubbard. I don't even know if I'm saying these names right. Al Michaels. I think I'm saying that name right. Could he use one of his six day sick days parley kid? Does it work like it does in the in the educations? Al Michaels should have should have amassed hundreds of sick days right by now. Could this yeah, this would have been the one to uh, possibly take or just taking every Thursday night game off, really, (laughs) for that matter. Well, we don't take it off. We're going to give you a pick, uh, you know, the side. We're going to give you the total. We're going to give you a prop. We're going to give you your first touchdown. You could tune out for our first touchdown pick, at least for uh, me and the Parley Kid and Brother Brian. You can listen to Harry's because he's hit five over the course of the year. The rest of us, zilch, zippo, nothing. But uh, this is, now this could be a good game. A couple weeks ago was the game of the week, right? Overtime thriller. Uh, Mm -hmm. DJ Moore, was it? Yep. Caught a touchdown pass, yep. ripped his helmet off, might have been out of bounds when he did it. Refs didn't care. They threw a penalty flag and said 15 yards, and the Panthers, uh, Falcons took it rather on the extra points, and Eddie Pinero missed that and then missed a subsequent field goal in overtime easy, and the Falcons won that game. I don't love either of these two teams. How could you? I really think after watching both of them, they should both end up 6-11, and 11, but it seems like they won't because that division is so weird. At least I like not this Falcons, Falcons team. You, you don't do? like them? I kind of like them. All right, Harry, I'll let you start right now. Why not? Uh, I mean, they're, they're one win away from going over their win total, four and a half. Do they get yeah. it tonight? They do. I'm just because of that, that was a crazy game, Sal, two weeks ago. So I am going to be cautious here. I am not going to I'm not going to lay the two and a half. I'm going to go money line on the Falcons at minus 145. Uh, the Panthers 31st in the league in total offense uh, and on defense. They're 28th versus the run. And Atlanta, 
is fourth in the league, rushing the ball, averaging 163 yards rushing a game by committee. And they've got, by the way, they've got Atlanta's got four rushers on this team, including Marcus Mariota, the quarterback, four rushers with 299 yards or more. Mm -hmm. They're going to pound the ball on the ground. Falcons get it done. They're better than Carolina. I like when Harry cherry picks the defensive stats, knowing full well that Atlanta's 32nd in the league defensively. But we we didn't mention that, but (laughs) I got it. I'm with you. I have the Falcons also. Panthers banged up. Lots of injuries on that front seven. Burns, Derek Brown, Ioannidis, all questionable. Falcons, as Harry said, can run the ball. Uh, P.J. Walker in, even though he was replaced by Baker last week at Cincinnati. It seems, Parley Kid, like the team that owes who owes the other for a previous screw job result doesn't necessarily get there. I don't have the metrics to show that, but uh, I'm taking the Falcons, uh, and you are as well, right? Yeah, a lot of times I'd go, I'd call it like a revenge game, but yeah. um, it just doesn't have that feel uh, to me uh, in that situation. Um Panthers had their chance to win in that last game and they, and they didn't get it done. Uh, I too am on the Falcons for the fact that you've already mentioned that they have an extremely strong running game Mm -hmm. uh, on top of the fact that the Panthers uh, D line uh, and linebacking core are banged up. Uh, So I think all signs are pointing here uh, to uh, probably a lower scoring affair which uh, I guess we might get to in a second. Although you also have to keep in mind uh, when you talk about this game, uh, the weather is going to be bad too. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of that, there's going to be a lot of rain and some wind. A lot of wind. Uh, Yeah. There's going to be a lot of running here. So uh, now would be the time to jump on the under before that line goes down even further. Um, so I would, yeah. I would jump on that. Now, in fact, that's my EP pick of the day tomorrow oh. uh, is the, uh, the game going under look at that uh, as well. All right. I agree with you. I say 23, 17 puts it slightly under about a field goal under, I think lots of running what they get like one sixty seven versus the Panthers two weeks ago, Harry. And then you yeah. got those guys, like I just mentioned, Burns, Derek Brown, Ionitis, uh, all, all, uh, may start may not. Um, so they're banged up. Three days rest, not great. 23-17. All right, Bri, thank God. Thank God you're giving the public another option here because we never hit it when we're 4-4 four well, four on no, one team. Well, no, we did that the other day, right? Didn't we all Wait, hit? we did? Oh, we did all we had all, the Ravens? We, we all had the Ravens and all had yeah. the uh, – Oh, the, oh okay. Under. All right. Mm-hmm. So so we we did, happen we twice in four yeah, days. We can't do yeah. It. yeah, we can't do it twice in a week. Yep. Um, yeah. But look, did the Panthers look I'm, – I'm buying the half point up, so it's plus three at minus 120 – did the Panthers look like the worst team in the NFL on Sunday? Definitely. I mean, they look like they. No, the Raiders far. did. Oh, well, okay. I'm sorry. No, well, no, no, Col- no. I guess the Colts. Raiders Colts, did in the second Panthers, half. <laughs> Raiders second half. Uh, but they they definitely uh, put themselves at the top of the list. But look, you're coming off a heartbreaking loss the week before on the road to Atlanta. Yep. And let's not forget, you know, we were talking about that. Obviously, you know, Carolina should have won that game. Atlanta was lucky to win that game at home. Mm-hmm. And then you follow it up. You go back on the road and you play a Bengals team who who desperately kind of needed a win there at home. So kind of getting blown out makes sense there. And I, I I get the feeling I haven't I should have looked at the against the spread. But when somebody gets blown out on the road the week before and then comes back home and is an underdog, my assumption is that team probably does pretty well against the spread. Uh, PJ Walker in that Atlanta game had a good game. Um, both teams probably should be able to run the ball pretty well here. And, and again, Parley Kid was saying 
Maybe the elements might be a little bit bad in this game, which I think lends itself to a Panthers a Panthers team who could cover here, especially from a, uh, you're going from pretty much a dome team here uh, playing in, in some bad conditions. So I'm yeah. going to take the Panthers uh, getting the points. It seems right. too easy just taking the Falcons in this game. I think you were right. It's weird because I read a, a trend on Action Network. I thought you were right. Like when it says a team that gets blown out the week before, they come back and they cover, and especially when they're road to home. Here's the stat I found on action. Teams who allowed 40-plus points in their previous mm. game, just 2-13 and 13 straight up and 3-15 and 15 against the spread in the last 20 years. Could that uh, be? Um, Teams who allowed 40-plus uh, points. points. Yeah, that would yeah. uh, be more teams than 18 that allowed 40-plus points in the last yeah. 20 years, but I don't know. You, you don't uh, have to read that. Why did you I'm read sorry. that? I'm sorry. I don't even know if it's accurate. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're reputable um, app, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not right. believing it. That's Furman. I'll ask Furman. Todd Furman usually has this at the tip of his tongue. All right, so uh, Parley Kid and I are going Falcons. Brother Bry's going Panthers plus the points. We're going minus the points. Harry had a, a chance to take minus the points, but he said, oh, minus 145, my favorite number right in that range, 145. <laughs> Love that number. Love 145. 165. <laughs> he asked Parley Kid before the podcast, like, hey, why? No reason to give points here, Parley Kid. It's like, well, if you don't want to pay the 145, that's a, that's a reason. That's one reason. But anyway, listen, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our prop and our record-winning first touchdown picks. Good Lord. We'll be right back. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino. It's on Caesars up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code C-Z-R-F-U-L-L and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a thousand tier credits and a thousand reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Yes, you have to know. When to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, or if you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Maryland, visit MarylandGamblingMDGamblingHelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. Or text C-O-N-N-E-X to 247-247. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, game props for this Thursday night game. By the way, we will be on Spotify Live after coming out of a four-hour marathon. We went 10-5. and five. Uh, Good job by all of us. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We recapped it. We did 15 um, games. They were all Monday night. And, uh, yeah, we had 10 out of 15. Incredible. And then I lost it all on the Republicans to control the House and Senate. So there you go. I give it all back. I give it all back, everybody. I don't hold on to it very long. Uh, the prop. Uh, Drake London under 34 and a half receiving yards. I, I think we got to start doing unders. I did unders all year. I, I have to stick with this. Drake London, number eight pick out of USC. Number eight, right? Right in there? Yeah. Uh, uh, first yeah. couple weeks, he, he was, was a top. He was a top the leaderboard, Harry, for offensive rookie of the year for the first, like I don't know, like two out of the first three weeks. It was weird. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but yeah. he's had 20 catches in seven games. Three games in a row under 34 and a half yards. Only about four targets a game. Less than three receptions a game over the last four. Uh, only two catches over 25 yards, 24 yards. Mm. Panthers in the middle of the pack as far as pass defensive go. They went, you know, Mixon went crazy on them. They were not a good run defense, uh, that's for sure. Feels like a four for 29 night for Drake London in the weather, in the elements. Give me the under 34 and a half. I think that's at minus 125. Harry. Patterson, Peterson, Patterson. Here you go. Over 54 and a half. Yeah, over 54 and a half at minus 119. He averages around 78. I mentioned a little while ago, Carolina cannot stop the run. Uh, Patterson is really their number one. He get, I think he gets the bulk of the carries. He was out a little bit. He was banged up a little bit, but he came back last week and he had a nice game. Um, and I think he has another one here against Carolina and he goes over 54 at minus 119. All right, brother, Bri, you're taking an over as well. Yeah, I'm taking it over, even though we talked about maybe the conditions, especially maybe a little bit uh, wind here in this game. But I'm taking Terrace Marshall Jr. over 35 and a half receiving yards at minus 127. Look, since Robbie Ray, uh, Ro- Robbie Ray, I said Robbie Ray, since Robbie sure? Anderson uh, was <laughs> traded, I know, I had stuck in my head from Harry. Uh, Cy Young, 2023, Brian. He's as an effective playoff pitcher, Robbie Anderson, than Robbie Ray. I can see why you might confuse him. Cy Young, 2023, Brian. Yep, I hear you. (laughs) But since uh, Robbie Anderson was was (laughs) traded from the Panthers, right, and they finally got Terrence Marshall involved in the offense, right? This is kind of who Mm -hmm. the guy was supposed to be, you know, being drafted two years ago. But now he has 15 targets in his last two weeks. He's averaging 70 yards receiving over those two games. Just two weeks ago, went for 87 yards against the Falcons. They need him to step up. He's pretty much the only other guy aside from Moore uh, that can make plays down the field. And again, even though the the elements might be a little bit bad, but 35 and a half, he's the type of receiver, you know, in two catches or even one big play for him uh, could go over this number. So I I like the uh, over 35 and a half. 
All right. Parley kid. Look at these names. London, Patterson, Marshall, mm. and now Algier. Uh, <laughs> look at these prop bets we're making. My God. I, I like all your props, though, by the way. All three of you. Way, <laughs> this is way, crazy. Way, way I know, but the na- I'm just looking at the names. Is this a pro game? What are we doing? <laughs> what do you like? Tyler Algier, though, Sal. Uh, yeah. Good player. BYU kid. Um, I'm taking him over 31 and a half yards, rushing at minus 119. I'm not sure. Uh, why this number is low. And you might say, well, because Patterson's back, it's low, but Patterson was back last week and he busted out for 99 yards, his career high, although Mm -hmm. it wasn't 10 carries, but he has gone well over 31 and a half yards in six straight uh, with his low being 39 uh, Mm -hmm. during those uh, six games. So, uh, and in a game where there's going to be a lot of running the ball, uh, Patterson is, you know, uh, he's an older running back. Uh, he's not going to get 20 carries in this game. Algier is going to get his 13, 14, 15 carries. Uh, and he averages four and a half yards a carry here. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is suspiciously low to me. So that's the only thing that makes me question. Again, when you talk about fishy, and I don't believe in the fishy stuff, as you know, but um, I don't know if they know something. I don't know if his health isn't as great, but. Yeah, he uh, should get it, this with seven with seven touches, with seven uh, carries. He should get course, this. Yeah. With seven, and I, I don't see he's gotten even last week he had 10 with Patterson back. Right. He's he's a productive back. He goes over 31 and a half yards with ease. So mm-hmm. I, I like oh, that one a lot. I like it too. I'm just reading though. He says I'm happy to give you know Patterson could take all my carries this week. He's the man. I'm just reading. It's just weird that he would say that. All right, listen. First touchdown. Take it for what it's worth. Harry hit it. Likely a likely story right there. Harry Monday night hits it for his fifth. Uh, not in a row. I was going to say fifth in a row. Fifth out of um, I don't know what have we done. Twenty of these, but that's still good. You're still in the plus, Harry. The rest of us way way minus way way in the hole. Never getting out. Patterson, the aforementioned Cordell Patterson, plus 430, leads the board for the first touchdown. Dante Foreman, plus 450. Marcus Mariota, plus 650. DJ Moore, plus 750. Is that, I guess we've seen some quarterbacks third, right, Bry? Like on the list? Hurts yeah. Was Hurts third? Was, uh, I guess Hurts some of these third. guys Lamar are third. Was, Lamar was third. Hurts at yeah. one point was like second. Uh, yeah. Is it second? Yeah. yeah, I would say second is like a big yeah. one. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. So uh, listen, I'm, I'm whatever. Let's get mine out of the way. P.J. Walker. And uh, I don't even know how long he'll play. This is weird. <laughs> he really yeah. he, he could be in three drives, but I, I think he'll be in the first cu- couple. So I might as well take him for this. 23 to one to score the first touchdown. Yep. He had a 20-yard run a couple weeks ago versus Atlanta. I, I don't know anymore. Um, I like all the rest of his unders, like I said, because he could get yanked after a few drives. But we need a big one to hit, and it's P.J. Walker, 23-1, to 1, where everyone's expecting Mariota to punch it in. It will be the XXFL star uh, doing it, 23-1. to 1. All right, Harry, you might as well go here because uh, you are red hot, especially well, compared to yeah, the rest you of Well, you know, I, I did look at this, and I didn't want to take Patterson, but then I did see that it was the weather's going to be bad too. So if they Atlanta gets close, I'm going to take Mariota to get a touchdown first at plus 650. Um, he had a 30-yard run versus Carolina two weeks ago. He's averaging five yards a carry. Has the second most rushing touchdowns on the team after Patterson with three. And one of those was the first touchdown of the game a uh, few games back against Seattle. Maybe, like I said, bad weather. 
They're at the five, maybe even a, a play designed for him where he scrambles to the outside, gets to the corner. Mariota scores first touchdown. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, what's your pick here? I mean, it's crazy that like Dante Foreman <laughs> is plus 450, yeah. right? I know. Um, yeah, so you might as well. I mean, l- listen to Harry right now. He, he's been hot for sure. Uh, but I'm going with Eddie's boy um, at 18 to 1, Tommy mm-hmm. Tremble, second year tight end from Notre Dame. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to ride, you know, uh, I'm going to ride these kind of no name tight ends for a while here. But Tremble, ha- he does have eight targets in the last two games. He has two touchdowns in his last three games. Um, I'm all in on the Panthers tonight. So, yeah, at 18, 18 to 1 for, you know, their main tight end on the night who, you know, he should get carries inside the. Uh, inside the red zone. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was one of the better odds that I saw. All right. Pitts, uh, Parley kid. I can't tell if he's having a good year, an exceptional no, year. Average. No, he's not bad. I, I'd say I mean, um, team is good, good ish, but he's not, uh, not having a good year. It's interesting. No, I mean, he's on pace for what? About 600 yards this season uh, after uh, having over yeah. a thousand last year, even though uh, he does have trouble finding the end zone. What the heck? I'm going to go with them only because, he really went, you know, it's one score last year. Uh, mm-hmm. He went his first uh, half dozen games this year without scoring. But in his last four, he has scored twice. Uh, he's been targeted 16 times uh, in the last two games alone, which uh, so it looks like they're trying to get him more involved. Uh, we like tight ends in these props. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit a lot more uh, last year, it seems like, but, you know, likely did hit last week. For Harry. There's a couple that we've never so, heard of yeah. that hit. Yeah, there's um, a couple. D- yeah. Disley hit one. Yeah. Uh, the, who's the, the, was the Denver guy? Was, was the Denver guy a tight end too? Yeah. Yep. It might yeah, be. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just like four string tight ends. That, that's yeah, that's problem. the thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but Pitts, you know, like I said, he's been a little bit more uh, active the last mm-hmm. few weeks. He's a huge target. He really should be such a red zone factor yeah. for this team. I'm not sure why he's not. But so let's just ride with him at nine to one. Value's decent. Yeah, he scored a couple of weeks ago against the Panthers, right? That's five, correct. I'm looking five for eighty. Yeah, he had so there five you go. catches for eighty yards, targeted nine times against the Panthers <clears throat> just two weeks ago. Uh, I don't think that changes too much. There you go, boy. Things are looking bleak for the Rams. Um, Stafford, mm. Matt Stafford, in concussion protocol. That line is down to one and a half. Oh, I don't think it was. What was it? Was it only like two, two and a half? Trying to think when Simmons and I guessed that hasn't gone down. And Kingsbury owns McVeigh. I lo- I lose track of what the how. No, the other the other way around. Well, McVeigh owns Kingsbury, right? Yeah. Okay, right. so could he do it? Could he do it with John Wolford, the backup? I don't know. Uh, well, we saw yeah, Rams was three and a half. Now it's one and a half. You would have thought he'd be worth more at Stafford, but Wolford maybe not this year. Good game. What? What was it? Was it one playoff game against Seattle? No, the se- no the playoff well, game. Remember, he finale. got he got crushed, and he, he had to go to like the hospital. And oh, that's right. That that's when game golf came in after being hurt, right? Right, and, and and exactly. That's what it was. But they won that game, I think. Right? And they won that game. I, I'm not sure. The they, Rams. They won yeah. that game, but a couple games that Wolford did have to play in the end of the season. He did play well for the Rams. There you go. And then Harry Captain Kirk gets a break again because it appears as if um, you know that Josh Allen is not going to play now. On Sunday, that line went from seven and a half to three and a half. So another, I mean, this would be what the fourth backup he's played, Harry. Yeah. You know, Hey, you only can, you, you play who's out on the field. You got to play who's on the field. Uh, that's right. Depend, that has nothing to do with uh, your team. 
Just keep winning those it's games, true. Minnesota. I can't blame Cousins. He can't demand that Josh Allen come on the field. It's true. true. You got to play what's out there. Uh, all right. Uh, let's look at college football real quick. Tennessee, Clemson, and Alabama uh, lost, right? So that's the one, four, and six. The top four were released the other day. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU is fourth. And yet... TCU to make the playoffs by plus 550. Is that fair? I guess it is fair. They're a touchdown underdog to Texas, and then they would still have work to do to get yeah, in, right? That, yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could get better odds probably taking them to beat Texas than beating who else? They have Baylor still, I think. And mm-hmm. Baylor, the, and then, they have Baylor on the road. And the then they'll after. have to play in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're better off probably betting those individual games, definitely with the odds. But yeah, it's tough for them. But didn't we say, because. Tennessee minus one nine. Weren't we just going over this the other day? When absolutely, it was about even or minus one hundred five or something. Wow. Right? Yeah. Weren't they plus one hundred five and Michigan? They plus got yanked from the top four. They basically got voted out of the top four, and then the odds skyrocketed to minus one ninety. I don't know why. I have it's no weird, idea why that was. Well, we were saying right, we should take both tennis, put a lot of money on both and Tennessee Michigan. and Michigan. At least yeah. one of them makes it. I'll tell you why I think is it because with LSU beating Alabama. Tennessee did beat Bama, and when they played LSU in Baton Rouge, they blew them out 40 to 13. No, 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 no Harry, we just want this happen like Saturday. Monday, no, this is Monday we did this. No, no, no games have been played. I know, played. I'm telling you. I, I know, I'm telling you why. Uh, is this going to be one I'm of those things? I'm telling you why. So, <laughs> the odds makers just realized on Monday that it shouldn't be minus. I don't know. I'm just telling, listen, when you beat Alabama and you beat <laughs> LSU by 27 on the road, that means they deserve to be in the top four, and they did. They played respectfully against Georgia. They didn't get blown out <laughs> ba- that bad, so they deserve to be right there. <laughs> I know, but this is one of those things where it's two different things. Like, uh, yes, it, it should have been minus one ninety. It should have been minus one ninety. Set. I'm asking why it okay, went from well, one hundred five okay, well, to one ninety. Whatever. Maybe they made the wrong. They realized something. Tennessee <laughs> deserves to be in the top four. <laughs> They must have taken a lot of money on that, right? I'm all right. That, thing, okay, but, that makes sense. But, that but makes still, sense. They still, made a lot it's, of it's, it's, it's such a swing, something though. that it's like someone it, like woke everybody up at three in the morning, like, wait a minute, guys, we screwed this up. Let's right. take a look at the schedule. We no. this A beat B, B beat C, Tennessee's in there. I Harry, I agree. Tennessee should be minus one ninety, which is why I loved betting both them and Michigan at even odds to make it in saying you split, you're going to whatever at worst you'll, you'll pay the VIG or something, but you're you're banking on TCU losing somewhere though, too. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the only risk. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're, they're I mean, everyone's going crazy about TCU. They're a touchdown underdog to Texas who lost to Alabama. So um, you know, you could go back and forth with this, but now do I want to take Tennessee at minus one ninety? The problem is, and damn it, I found another ticket when I went to when I went to Caesars. Uh, what the hell? What month was I there? August. I have Hendon Hooker again for Heisman. Whoa, fifty for at sixty to one. I've all Whoa. over the place Hendon Hooker, but he's in no man's land. He can't win it, right? It's either going to be the Michigan running back or the Ohio yeah. State quarterback. But I'll say you you can you can definitely hedge that bet though. You have two six. I guess I can. But Brian, how could he win? True. Tell me how he how could he win? Is there any way he could win? Uh, well, I mean, look, if Michigan has um if Michigan wins that game and Quorum's not necessarily great. Quorum doesn't play. Yeah. He's not know. necessarily that like a big factor in that game. I mean, Quorum, you know, I gave out Quorum a few weeks ago when he was twenty to one, but like, you know. I, there's not a lot of buzz around. I mean, right. People, he's a, he's been very good for them, but he's not, you, you're not seeing him constantly being mentioned. 
Right. Um, right. So I, I don't know. He's- maybe if, if Hooker does put up the rest of the way, 350 passing and uh, four touchdowns Hooker's a game. Hooker's got a very favorable uh, yeah, last yeah. three right. games. Well, well, so. That's why they're minus 190 because they're not going to get tripped up against Missouri at South Carolina or at uh, South Carolina could give them um, – Maybe. I could see that being a little bit of a, a, a tough uh, sl- uh, sledding yeah. for them. But uh, he could put up 1,000 yards in his last three games with about 12 touchdowns, and I think he could be right back in that conversation. Yeah, maybe Stroud. I mean, Ohio State's just such a big favorite the next two before they hit Michigan. I don't know. But it's just crazy that I keep finding everywhere. I'm going to find in my jeans another ticket <laughs> with Endon Hooker. Meanwhile, this is Harry's pick. He didn't put a, a single red nickel on it. Unbelievable. All right. I did I did bet Tennessee to win the national championship, though, last night. Harry, buy this ticket off of me. But you should have money on it. Buy this ticket. It's 60 to 1, 100 bucks on it. Yeah, $6,000. Just give me 3500 Brian, what's fair? What should he get? Well, by the numbers, he should give me what? He should give me like he he should give me two thousand. Wait, he's what right now? He's um, plus two eighty. Was he? I don't know. I'll ask to borrow it from Ken. Yeah, I mean, yeah, based on that, probably you know what, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Give me twelve hundred bucks, Harry. It's yours. uh, Look, if 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 that Ohio State Michigan game is like a. Bad weather and the game's twenty to seventeen and not a lot of stats mm-hmm. there and Hooker lights it up. I agree. So just send oh, wait, me twelve hundred bucks. You had fifteen. Uh, you had fifty bucks on it, right? Uh, so maybe it's it's less than that. Uh, fifteen hundred is too much. No, again. I have a hundred total. Oh, oh, hundred total. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a hundred, yeah, then fifteen hundred, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's get off. There's a lot going on in the NBA. The Nets named Jock Vaughn head coach and uh, like my agent James Baby Doll Dixon would say, I wish him a lot of luck. That's a tough, uh, that's a tough, that's tough sledding, Parley kid. That team seems ruined. Oh, uh, no doubt, Sal. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, what we're going to see coming back from them at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, and I'm looking at you know, the coach of the year is one of the few awards we have not gone over. Mm. Uh, and so let's do it now. The award's all over the place in terms of who gets it year to year. Usually, so who won Monty Williams last year? What they have sixty-one year wins, Harry? Sixty-four. Uh, Sixty-four, right? Sixty-four wins. Yep. So it was like top seed, top wins, whatever. Give it to that guy. Tibbs won it the year before. Exciting yep. upstart team, right? Not expected to do as well as they did. Made the playoffs, right? Then Nick Nurse, that was a good team. Budenholz, that was a good team. Dwayne Casey the year before, same kind of thing with the Pistons, right? Uh, this year it's Will Hardy plus five fifty. Um, it's Bickerstaff, JB Bickerstaff plus five fifty. Mike Budenholzer nine to yeah. one. So uh, I don't know. So Hardy. So it's basically Utah and the Cavs at the top, right? With Hardy and Bickerstaff. Jazz are yeah. nine and three. I think the Cavs are eight and two. Parley kid, you like the Jazz to keep keep pace? Maybe not this pace, but to uh, come out smelling like a rose at the end well, after I, losing. I don't Donovan know how Mitchell. the Jazz are doing it. They're winning again tonight against Atlanta. Looks like they're going to win another one here. Uh, and be on the verge of having 10 wins uh, on the season. Uh, An incredible start. Will Hardy uh, has been, has done um, a job that I don't think anybody, I think nobody thought he was possible doing this. If this team wins, what what does he have to win to win this award? I mean, maybe just get into the playoffs with this jazz Mm -hmm. team. And uh, right now it's very conceivable the way he has them playing. They're playing super hard on a nightly basis. 
He's got market and guys got 32 points tonight. Uh, he's been, he's been great for them. Uh, do they miss Mitchell? Uh, doesn't seem like they do. Um, but I know on the other side, you got, you got the, uh, the other coach there, um, that is picked up, uh, Mitchell, I believe. Bicker right? staff. So that's who um, I'm going with. Yeah. So it's weird because I have to, you know, if the jazz and Cavs have the same record, I think the jazz should get it. Not the guy who got the better player on the team. Right. So, but the Cavs are eight and two. I do think, I think they could sustain it. Not at 80% maybe, but you know, I think they're gelling and, uh, I was totally wrong about this team, by the way. I, I bet them to not make the playoffs. Um, Utah's mm. a bigger surprise. So if Hardy keeps it up, they'll probably get it. But, uh, you know, I read that Barley Kid, this guy has built a culture of accountability and focus, just like the Parley Kid does with all of his teams. So it mm. doesn't hurt. He's got Garland, Jared Allen's fun, uh, Mobley, and now Donovan Mitchell. And to a man, they can't say enough about Bickerstaff. And I think the voters will hold him in high regard as well uh plus 550 jb bickerstaff yep. brother bry which you're going long shot with a familiar name oh uh, where nobody wanted to take vaughn after a blowout <laughs> win uh, against the knicks oh, yeah. is that what happened uh, i missed it already oh, yeah man. I, don't, I don't put too much stock no, in. I'm, knicks, I'm knicks, knicks got cocky they they win two games in a row and they start talking about like oh. uh, they, they, you know the, you knew bry bry you knew the nets were going to come out and beat them tonight well, both teams are mediocre. Both teams. The Nets have been terrible at home, but um, yeah, no. Um, but I, I do like both your picks. I think Utah is in the same boat, somewhat as like the Knicks from a few. If, you know how Tibbs. I think mm-hmm. all they have to pretty much do if they finish, if they finish six to eight, and make the playoffs. I think they should. You know uh, mm-hmm. that roster. I think uh, I think Hardy should win. But I was looking at and again, maybe this. Timing-wise, this isn't great for me, but I was looking at Jason Kidd at plus 2,200, although they lost um, – they just lost to the Magic. Yeah, um, without so, Pacquiao. Well, yeah, so um, – but, you know, when I look at this team, I look at the roster, right? They had won four games before this Magic game. And sure, you could say if at the top – you know, if they finish at the top of the league or finish in the top three of the West, Luka should be one or two in the MVP vote, but – Jason Kidd would have to get acknowledged for this. This roster is is terrible. Like I feel mm-hmm. like if you look at this roster, it's Luca, and then you have seven, like seven or eight guys who would be like a good six man, right? On other teams, they have no. But I mean, they they're all six men. Like even right. even they have multiple guys up for the six man award, right? Between um, mm-hmm. Wood and Dinwiddie and stuff like that. But um, so I don't know if if Jason Kidd continues, I would say. The one thing I loved about Jason Kidd last year, he told Luca, look, you got to stop complaining to the officials. Luca still complains all the time to the officials, maybe a little bit less. But if you can get him to complain even less, he's a kosher year in my book. Um, but yeah, I think they're, you know, after watching them the last couple of games, again, take away the magic game. Um, if they if they finish in top three, I think Jason Kidd at 22 to right. 22 to one is was pretty good odds. Uh Harry. You're going Monty Williams again. I don't think there's been a repeat winner in a while. Mm. Budenholz have won it like twice in four years, but um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Monty Williams though at fourteen to one. The Suns are going to be eight and three after today. Um, they lead uh, in point differential in the Western Conference. <clears throat> I think Utah and Portland are going to come back to earth eventually. And defensively, um, the Suns are giving up the least points 
in the Western Conference by three points over the next closest Dallas. Now, over the next couple mm. of months, it's going to be a little difficult for the Suns here because Cam Johnson's going to be out. He'll, I think it's going to take him two weeks, uh, two months to get back. But still, overall, the Suns team is solid, very good defensively, like they were last year. Uh, and I, I take him at fourteen to one to repeat. All right, hmm. there you go. Let's take a look at uh, the other. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of games here, but Bucks and uh, Celtics tied right now at the <clears> top for NBA winner, <throat> five to one. Golden State plus six fifty. Suns eight to one. Clips eight. And then the Nets fifteen to one. My God, How, are the Nets six? Are the Nets six best option really? Are they really that's the cr- six best option? Like that's crazy. Over yeah, that's Dallas, cool. Bry, and 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 even like uh, I don't even know any of these teams. Denver, Miami, Sixers. The when they got, Remember how long when we were doing shows last year, and it's just no matter what what the uh, New Jersey uh, the Brooklyn's record was. They were still like the second or third favorite oh, the whole yeah. time, even yeah. though they were like the eight seed the whole time. Yeah, no, they were going to be in the seven. There was no doubt they were in the seven ten. It was just a matter of if they were going to get yeah. seven or eight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were they held on to that second one. So that's interesting. Uh, look at the MVP real quick: Giannis and and Luca. Giannis plus two thirty five. Luca plus two sixty. Brian, couldn't you get this like a week ago in the mm-hmm. three and a halfs? Like, weren't they yeah. both like plus three fifty or something? You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I. What's so my booker now? What's, what's booker? They were running away. Uh, Booker is 40 to one. How about Moran? So what's Ja? Mor- Moran is 12 to one. Yeah. Okay. And right. Steph is 12 to one and Tatum six to one. So those are the top five there. Gotcha. Uh, right there. Look at Zion making a move at 35. And um, what else do we have? And the other thing I wanted to look at, was that it? That might have been it. You know, rookie of the year? Oh, they don't have it up right now. All right. But Bancaro, this, oh, because uh, what's his injury? Ankle. I think he's got a nice, slight ankle a tweak. I mean, I he was minus nine fifty. Oh, there it is. Okay, he's minus six hundred. He was minus nine fifty this morning. Wow, uh, that's crazy. Minus six hundred now. Uh, Matherin four to one. Jaden Ivy twenty two to one. But yeah, that's seems to be the only thing that could slow him down is an injury because mm-hmm. uh, he's heads and shoulder uh, above everyone else. All right, listen, let's take another break and we'll be back with a nice riverboat casino. Nice ride. Get dizzy. Get the drama me now, Parley kid. We're hitting mm. the riverboat. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, here we go. We're jumping aboard the Riverboat Casino where the captain has asked us in honor of the Country Music Awards airing Wednesday night. Harry Peyton Manning co-host did a great job, didn't he? Nice. Nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured you'd say that. All right. We wanted to know, though, the captain asked – 
Who is the greatest cowboy of all time? During the Country Music Awards, he asks us, who is the greatest cowboy of all time? Is it Woody from Toy Story, two to one odds? Is it Rowdy, the Dallas Cowboy mascot, five to one odds? Oh, that's fun. John Wayne. Yeah, the Duke, 10 to one odds. Yosemite Sam, 15 to one odds. Or the field at even. Parlay Kid, start us off. Greatest cowboy of all time. Well, sir, you, I think you thought uh, you knew where I would be going here. You thought I'd be taking the field and probably maybe select Tony Romo. But Tony Romo wasn't a real cowboy, so he was a cowboy. But was he a mm. real cowboy that um, you're asking for here? No, but Sal, I'm going with another Dallas cowboy. His name was Walt Garrison, running back from 1966 to 1974. <laughs> total close to 4,000 yards, over 30 touchdowns. But get this, he was a real cowboy. After the Cowboys drafted him, he made sure his signing bonus included a two-horse trailer. So wow. he continued to attend rodeos. He was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 2018. That is the greatest cowboy of all time. NFL Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, Walt Garrison, Sal. That is hard to top. A double-dipping cowboy there. Mm. I do wonder why it took 50 years for him to be inducted into the Rodeo Hall of Fame. That many superstars in rodeo? All right. Mm. Uh, well, I don't want to rain on his parade here. Nice job. Walt Garrison. All right, Harry, who's your pick? Greatest cowboy of all time. Look, I'm not I'm not always going to be a cowboy basher, a Dallas cowboy basher. So I'm going to give you and Parley Kid a little love here and vote for Tom Landry. Total class all the way. And I, and that's just that's a fact that he coached his team from 1960 to 1988 until he was thrown out by his uh Kicked out by uh, kicked out of Dallas by Jerry Jones, but for whatever reason, didn't want him as a coach <laughs> anymore. But still, tremendous job, two Super Bowls, and he had a stretch of making the playoffs. Seventeen of eighteen years, two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. wins as a Cowboy coach. I'm going to go Tom Landry. I got to say, I, I love Landry, and when you go over all the list of great Dallas Cowboys, he he ends up number one on a lot of them. Parley kid, if you look at him, right? You're no like, doubt. You know who he played for is. in the NFL, though, Harry. Yeah, the Giants. That's correct. How many, how, many, how, many pick, how many picks did he have life? And he was a punter, too. How many picks did he have? Uh, 26. Sal? Uh, 19. 31. Mm-hmm. All right. There you okay. go. Tom Landry. Reminded me of uh, Darren, the Parley kid, and Brother Bry's father, and uh, Mikey Meeple's <laughs> grandfather a little, right? A little like stoic, quiet, got things done. It is a compliment. What? Parley Kid and uh, Parley Kid and Tom Landy probably still never swore. Well, not Landy. Probably never swore in their life. All right. There Very possible. Go. Why? Because <laughs> he had thirty-one <laughs> picks. <laughs> very quiet, like like TPK. Right. TPK doesn't. Okay. Swear. Now you be quiet. You be very quiet now. All right, brother Bry. What well, do you have the problem, for the only, the only problem with Tom Landry, right, is if he actually wore. If he actually wore a cowboy hat, I know he should have. It's weird, say, yeah. that, like Bum it's weird Phillips wore, wore the like cowboy a, hat. Yeah, yeah right, he wore right. the cowboy hat. Yeah. He had the fedora right. on. Yeah, uh, right. But but glass, I think that was Brian, a nod, that was a nod right. to Perry Caravello. I was going to say Perry stole. <laughs> right, Perry stole that look, or he stole. Yeah, it from I, think Perry. So. I'm not I sure. don't know who stole. But this was a tough one for me. You know, you you didn't have Clint Eastwood on the list. Although recently, I had a friend tell me he watched Unforgiven for the first time ever, and he hated it, and then. Really? 
I was like, I remember loving that movie. I have to go back now. And you watch might need it. new friends. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I got to watch. I, but it's funny. I probably didn't see the majority of Clint Eastwood movies, so I'm not going to go with him. But my answer, this is going to be totally when I was a kid. I can't remember how old I was. I was probably five to seven, I would say. But I'm going to go with The Lone Ranger. I, yeah, you know, that's I, a good as one. a kid. I mean, again, a kid growing up in the you know in the eighties, I loved him, and and the fact was, yeah. I don't know why, I never really liked cowboys after that. I just kind of used to pretend I was the Lone Ranger. I wanted <laughs> to be him. It was you were watching. I was watching black and white program from. 30 I can't or, believe that was on when I feel like when I was a ago, kid that was right. I know. Yeah. I was trying to think what 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 I don't know. It was during the day. I remember it mm. being on. Interesting. Um, but I love that. And it's funny. I couldn't tell you the premise of any of that. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But as a kid, I always I wanted to be the Lone Ranger. So uh, <laughs> he was the go. good guy, right? Yeah. It was him he was and the, it was Tonto. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to get some revenge, I guess, or something. But uh, of course, I, I don't, of I don't course. Remember. Brother, bro, you were not a kid in the 80s. Set him straight, Polly <laughs> kid. We were kids in the 80s, for God's <laughs> sakes. I, mean, no, so you were like, I was just a baby in the 80s. Yeah, you were a three-year-old in the, the in the late 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. What could you have been? All right, listen. I'm going with someone from the mid '80s, a true, true cowboy, Cowboy Bob Orton, Ace, also known as Ace, bodyguard of the great Rowdy Roddy Piper, my favorite. Had that forearm injury. I don't know if you remember, Paulie Kid. He had that forearm injury for a very long time. Seemed like four or five years. Sometimes he was forced to use the cast on that forearm. In fact, that is how WrestleMania one ended. He went to hit Mr. T with the cast. T ducked. He hits Orndorff in the head. The cover one, two, three, and that was it. And then that was it. Orndorff was kicked off, kicked out of the alliance by Piper mm. and uh, Bob Orton. Bob Orton, everything you'd want in a bodyguard and a cowboy, and that is why he is my pick right there. I'd also say I was looking Wild Bill Hickok. I mean, for the purposes of this podcast and what we do, for he was a notorious murdering cowboy. That part's not so great, but <laughs> he was shot gambling at a saloon in South Dakota. He was playing poker, and in fact, there's a hand named after him, the dead man's hand, which is black aces and eights. And uh, he was shot. I would have loved to have seen how that that hand played out, but uh, unlucky for uh, Wild Bill Hickok. (laughs) Shot on the spot. There you go, Harry. And those are our cowboys right there. Um, I got an email here. Okay, this is uh, Cousin Sal Against All Odds at gmail.com from Mike Alice, A-L-L-E-S. Ales? I'm sorry. One of those. It's got to be Ales or Alice. Uh, Sal, you guys have to stop whining about the first touchdown prop results. No, we don't. Uh, Just because the second half team, like last year, Steelers, that rarely scored in the first half, but came out in the second half and made the the playoffs, you even have the perfect roles. Okay, so he's likening us to those uh, Steeler team from last year. Harry is bigger Ben. That's self-explanatory. TPK, your coach Tomlin, perfect guy to give you a fiery halftime of the NFL season speech to get you going. Cousin Sal, Pat Freermuth, uh, husky <laughs> white guy with a big roll. All right, I'll take it. Brother yeah. Bry, Najee Harris, the grinder who doesn't get any credit, but is the backbone <laughs> of the team. That's nice, Bry. Nice. Oh, my uh, God. If I had a nickel for every time Brother Bry was compared <laughs> to Najee Harris. Um, you're welcome for the motivation to get back in the plus money for the season. Sorry in advance to Meatballs for having to go back into September to tally up the season. Uh, Mikey nice Meatballs, stuff. I have a feeling that you're not going to have to do that. Mike, uh, thanks for uh, writing in. Bigger Ben, I like that. Uh, Husky, why? I'll take that. Thanks, Mike. Uh, thank you, Mike. There you go. And, uh, yeah, Brother Bry, big compliment there. Yeah, Cousin Sal. Thing. 
against all odds at gmail.com. We're going to call it quits now, and we will be back when? Tomorrow, if you're listening to this Friday, uh, Thursday, with uh, I think we're going to go over nine games. We're going to do it again, guys. Entering Mm. week 10, lots of good stuff. That'll do it for Mikey Meatballs, for uh, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na